0: sit down strap in and granny put your teeth in your pocket leap lap radio powered by victory custom trailers starts now
1: howdy Welcome to Legal App Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. My name is Tom Baker. I am your host for this hour of Motorsports Conversation, mostly Southeast-based. We are going to talk some ARCA, um, because we can. And uh, Nicholas Sanchez is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, his Run which was a career best, uh, Talladega in the Arca race. Really happy to see Nick uh, have a good run in uh, the Rev Racing entry and uh, haven't had a chance to ever have him on the show. I've had a lot of the other Rev Racing uh, drivers over the last number of years, but um, Nick has somehow escaped us, so um, happy to finally be able to rectify that. Uh, in the studio with me right now, uh, the other two thirds of our uh. Our triple threat broadcast team for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, Noah Lewis and Peter Strada, remaining in studio after we just recorded this week's uh, Inside Pass show. You must listen to that show; it was hilarious. Don't worry,
2: Noah; I won't be too mean to you on this one. Please. Yeah, oh, we'll don't,
1: yeah. Don't uh, don't mess with his unless I tell you to. <laughs> then you can turn him off. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Chris Murdoch punching buttons. We're having a good time in the WSIC studio, and we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to start the show by talking about what I think is one of the most exciting short track late model races I've seen in years. Mm -hmm. We were all at orange County speedway in Rougemont, North Carolina yesterday for the, um, cars race, the, uh, old, old North state nationals, um, 30,000 was on the line. Josh Berry won it. We'll get to a conversation about that. Also, the Carolina Pro Late Model Series was there. Carolina Crate Modified Series as well. And we've got a couple of um, bits of audio from the Carolina Pro side of things. We're going to hear a pre-race interview I did with Kyle Campbell uh, and then we've got post-race with winner Nick Loden as well to get to here. So um, let's start with that, in fact. And then we can get that out of the way and get to some discussion on the cars race. So the Carolina Pro Late Model Series running race number three uh, on the year. They've had a couple of rain outs. So three races in, three races win by Nick Loden. Uh, man, he is just he is this year's Carson Quapel. Um He oh. got so tired of Carson... Um, winning all the races last year, that he decided this year, I'm just going to take the lead early every race and make him <laughs> pass me, and nobody's been able to. Of course, Carson has given way to his younger brother, Caden, who's had some fast cars, just hasn't had a lot of luck, guys. And, uh, you know, it was um, – that race was very much like the, the first couple of races. Nick Loden took off, and nobody really could stay with him.
3: Pretty much. I mean, Nick Loden was just shot out of a cannon on every restart, and just he was off in the sunset by the time everyone else got – they're uh five words peter yeah sorry yeah sorry (laughs) Brain don't don't work too good yeah really don't work too good we
1: need a my computer career reboot Reboot. (laughs) well he is sitting i was getting ready to say
4: that he is over there yeah exactly yeah
1: he's cursed it's to see he got the first reboot of the week
4: (laughs) have you found the word
1: yeah I mean, Boden just and got he forgot it again. Yeah. just got such a
3: huge lead. He was off in the sunset by the time anyone yeah. else could reorganize and try and attack him. By the time the checker flag waved, he was up by nearly three seconds.
1: Well, and again, I mean, you know, you had uh, Leland Honeyman Jr. and Caden mm-hmm. uh, Quapple second and third battling it, battling it out. Uh, you know, Dylan Ward was uh, up there in fourth. Kyle Campbell eventually finished fifth, and we're gonna start. The first piece of audio we're going to hit here is a, a pre-race interview that I did with Kyle Campbell because the last time his car was on the racetrack was about three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it got destroyed. They literally brought this car back from the dead, and I couldn't resist talking to him about the process. And then they have more problems during the week. Here's the interview. Talking to Kyle Campbell, who has been making his way in the carolina pro series picked up the win last fall at hickory motor speedway in one of their big events the fall brawl and uh, now here in 2021 we are currently at orange county uh for the carolina pro series race there kyle first of all good to see the car back i know uh had quite a shunt at Hickory uh, a few weeks ago talk a little bit about the process of putting the thing back together
5: yeah it was a it was a process all right we had a we had to fix the rear end had to fix the uh, transmission uh, drive shaft so it was a while to get it back together but then we finally got it back together and we tested for Orange County last Wednesday and blew up the motor so that didn't help anything so all day Thursday we spent we were placing the motor
1: and we're out here today for the race. Okay, we're uh, talking actually between practice sessions, how's it running so far? Car's pretty pretty alright.
5: I mean we weren't we weren't the fastest on the board, we weren't the slowest, but the car's a little tight right now, it's mainly center off. Uh, I think we can get her dialed in. We're a little low on stagger. I think we can get her dialed in for qualifying, though.
1: Good. Now, are you planning on running the rest of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series? And if so, what else are you planning to run besides that? Uh, we're. I
5: think we're pretty much doing the rest of the series, like the rest of the races in the series. I don't think we're going to be doing much else of anything else, just me working at Millbridge Speedway. Nothing. I'm not racing anything else other than the Carolina Pro Series. What do you do at Millbridge?
1: Flagman. Ah, so you're you're the starter. You're the guy that throws the green, throws the checkered, and every once in a while do you get to throw the black? No, we don't usually throw the black, <laughs> but we, we throw the red a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, that happens too. Okay, I know you can't do all this by yourself. So uh, as Kevin Orlando goes by and his uh, Carolina Crate Modified, talk about who helped you make this all happen.
5: Uh, my entire family—my mom, my dad—just everything they do to support me and my racing. Uh, Jersey Mike subs for Jersey Mike subs for uh, supporting us with food at the track. Battle Scarred Outdoors for d- buying uh, tires every race—they help us out a lot with that. Uh, t- Deep Cove Taxidermy, which is my sister, her company. Uh, yeah, her company. Uh, Stump Hill Deer Processing, which is my dad's company, and KRC's Photography, which is my mom's company.
1: And that was uh, Kyle Campbell. Uh, later on, I had the chance after the race was over uh, to grab a sound bite with Nick Loden, who picked up his third straight win and his second straight win at Orange County in the series. And here's Nick. Okay, Nick Loden, three in a row to start the Carolina Pro Late Model Series season. How about this one at Orange County? It, I sense that it was maybe a little easier than it looked at times. You pretty much just drove away again. Oh, yeah, we got up on the wheel from the
6: start, got the lead, and, and the whole race just went perfect. I mean, we were able to beat them on the restarts and roll away with it. After about five laps, I'd start pulling away. I'd get a five-car length lead, and we could ride there.
1: It just seemed like even after the restart, there was nobody that could keep up with you. You were flawless all day. Yeah, we're running
6: consistent laps from start to finish. The car is great. But yeah, it, every, everything worked
1: out good. What's been the difference from last year to this year? I mean, last year you got you got the win here at Orange County, so today was two in a row for you here. But um, you were close a number of times last year. What's been the difference this year that's made you this much more dominant?
6: Fighting for the lead from the beginning. I spent too much time saving tires last year. By the time I got up to whoever was leading, co most of the races, I couldn't get around them. This year we've been going for it from the start and it's worked out good.
1: Well, it certainly has. You got Florence coming up next. What are you thinking about
6: for that track? Um, I did pretty good at that track last year. Came in
1: second and we were pretty fast. But I think it will go well. It's uh, definitely going to be a different sort of a track. Be careful about going too high off the corner. You'll end up in the Raffadillies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no wall on the backstretch. <laughs> okay, I know you got a ton of people that help you make it happen. Who are they?
6: AFCO, Longacre, Pro Shocks, Ari Suspension, Buzzy Racing, and Andy, Shane, and Tom Buzzy who came out and helped us today.
1: Nick Loden, three in a row to start the season for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. You know, at least he named everybody but his mother. Nobody ever says thanks, mom. You know, I mean, it's like uh, if it wasn't for mom, you know, and Stephanie uh, does does a lot to keep with the cooking food and all that for the travel. Does enough
2: just to keep Andy and Nick in line. That's right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll thank his mom even if he didn't. But uh, man, uh, it was a great day of racing. Uh, you know, again, Junior Snow getting the win in the. Uh, crate modified portion of the Carolina series, but, uh, uh it was a good day of racing overall but the cars tour holy cow what a finish between well i mean you expect josh barry to be up there deep mccaskill certainly has been around for years and, and has won a bunch and um but my gosh the the battle those two put on noah was just as, as exciting as <laughs> it gets without a two-car crash and third place winning
4: oh my gosh i'm telling you what i mean the And it wasn't even just for the last few laps. I mean, that battle went on for many laps coming to the closing stages. And what it did show is just how much respect those two drivers have for one another, because you've got that amount of money on the line and you're, you're racing side by side for that long of time yeah usually you see a lot of frustration start to brew you know i can't get around josh i'm maybe gonna give him a nudge now or do something like we never saw that i mean it was clean respectful if i get around you it's going to be because i worked for it type of racing and boy it showed a great finish
3: I'm not sure if Deke even touched Josh once. Maybe one time in the turn three with a couple laps to go. But then again, maybe he just sent it in there and overcooked it a little. No, so, he touched oh, yeah, him he several times. Yeah. yeah,
1: there was there was uh, definitive uh, marks on Josh Berry's car. He did everything but wreck him. Yeah. Josh Berry's left side
2: kept getting thinner
4: yeah. and thinner.
1: Yeah, he he definitely <laughs> was, was contacting, but uh, but never
4: wrecked. No, you never would and deep basically
1: point blank said look you know he Josh has never raced me that way i'm not going to race him that way uh it was really a throwdown the old fashioned way without the consummate dump and run that it seems like 95% of the southern late model races end in especially the bigger ones it's like that's become you know ex- the standard, except way yeah. too accepted in my opinion these two guys just showed you what racing is all about. Deke couldn't pass him cleanly. So he just simply finished second, Um, you know, and, and, and they'll both come back to race another day, but uh, it was a, it was a great race, good field of cars, beautiful day. We're going to talk more about it uh when we come back in the next segment. And uh, of course, Nick Sanchez will be on at the bottom of the hour to uh talk ARCA with us as well. So, we're just getting things started on lead lap presented by the good folks from victory custom trailers. And we'll tell you more about them shortly. Be right back.
0: When do you think of a plumber?
10: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
5: Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to League Lab, presented by... Victory Custom Trailers, if you need a new trailer for any purpose at all, or you're just looking for a used one, whether it is motorsports-related or construction or just hauling, whatever. It doesn't matter why. Uh, Victory Custom Trailers is your place to go. Chris Hedinger and his staff are specialized at building custom trailers, but they've got over 200 new and used trailers of all types on the lot ready to sell you as well for whatever that you need them for. If, however, you would like a custom trailer, it's easy. Go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Go to the top of their homepage. There's a big old button that says Build a Trailer. And just hit it and start going to work. And uh, if you can dream it, they can build it. It is that simple. They have all the top uh, manufacturers and they are ready to serve you and ship your trailer wherever you are in the continental U S doesn't matter. Just uh, give them a call and tell them that the good folks from Lap sent you. And we would appreciate that very much. They are good friends of ours and we're happy to uh, be able to help promote them on this here program. And with that, we go back to talking about uh, the cars to race because it's well worth talking about, I mean, when you look at the the competition that was in that event yesterday, um, first of all, the fact that it was yesterday was supposed to be Saturday, drenched Saturday, (laughs) just a complete washout. Um, The grass that's a trend was still yeah. I mean, it's every Saturday it just seems to be it floods here in the area. I'm not complaining. I got to go. So yes, it worked out because uh, you weren't working yesterday with NASCAR production. So. it was the, the the cool thing about it being Sunday. First of all, the weather was picture perfect. Oh,
2: beautiful! Second Thanks.
1: of all, there's something about a Sunday afternoon at the racetrack that's just special, you know. And especially the short track race. And I love daytime racing anyway. I've always been partial to big races that happen during the day because it just seems like it's a different race in the daytime. The track's hotter. It's slicker, mm-hmm. and you you just have more to think about with uh, tire management and all that. Um, normally. The cars tour races, especially a race like this with 30K on the line, are crash fests. I mean, I, I'm not trying to put down the car series at all. I'm just saying that's there's normally a lot of wrecks and a lot of cautions. Not so yesterday. They had a couple, I mean, but nothing, um, not nearly what you would expect for 30K. I thought everybody minded their P's and Q's very well, Peter, and, and it really set up at the end if you go down through the top 10 i mean there are some all-stars and again just to come down to josh Berry after being at talladega and having the time in the uh in the uh xfinity series that he's had this year and winning that race it just comes down to um him coming in as kind of a celebrity and just walking off with all the cash
3: yeah we saw josh Berry on saturday in Talladega running for the Dash for Cash. He didn't quite get that hundred thousand dollar bonus that went to his teammate Noah Gragson. But come twenty four hours later, he gets the thirty thousand dollar payday at Orange County Speedway. So all around a great weekend for Junior Motorsports. Taking up picking up two big payday bonuses.
1: Yep. And and Noah really, again, when you when you look at the overall day and the way that it went, we'll go back to Carolina for a second because I don't want to shortchange the Carolina pro part of this. Nick Loden getting the win was great, but again, there weren't as many cars as the series normally has, but the field that was there was really competitive, and there was some great racing through the top five all afternoon. Oh, gosh, absolutely.
4: You know, uh, first I want to mention, it's nice to have planes when you're Josh Berry now, right? <laughs> so That uh, that that works out well for him. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, in our, in our Carolina Pro late model race, it, it was certainly... Um, throughout the entire course of it such a battle throughout the field there was i don't i don't recall a point where we didn't have something happening close to, in our top 10 you know so um, there was a very very big battle for like second through fourth for the longest period of time and then we had a big wreck on the back straightaway. away um, but there were so many competitive cars obviously loading Able to jump out front like he said he did. I've always wondered what his thinking is, and he and he said it in your interview that uh, his thinking is more or less getting to the front and then doing what he needs to to maintain, and that's what we've seen him do all season long, and it's really worked out well for him. So I don't I don't think I'll be changing that anytime soon.
1: Well, it's interest. It was interesting because again, you think that you you would want to be saving some tires, but apparently Nick has gotten the car, and again, you know his father Andy, and they have an experienced crew. Finally, got in the car to the point where the tire wear just doesn't happen. So see, he's able to get out front, set the pace, well, and then dare somebody to race with him and pass him. And that's a great that's a great thing when you're a race car yeah. driver.
4: Well, I think also what it has to do with is just how trained he was on saving tires last season. He said that he would save tires so much that he that when it was time to go, he couldn't. But he still was working on saving tires a lot last season, so now he's flipped that strategy, and he knows exactly how he can save tires when he gets out front. So I think that that's really his his really you know his secret right now, his secret recipe, yeah. on uh, on getting to the lead and maintaining it.
1: Well, it was a it was certainly a great uh, race for for that series, and again, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of cars to have a good race, and you're you're always going to have. Um, the, the the situations where okay you can get 29 cars we had 29 of them opening day at hickory and crashed a bunch you know and so um you get 16 or 17 of them but we had very few we had one major incident that that happened uh when a when a car had a flat tire and um you know and spun and, and a couple of cars got involved with them uh took out second and third unfortunately which was too bad but um you know that really was uh i'd say a solid day of racing absolutely and again the you know the carolina crate modifieds are not um they're not getting great numbers uh and it's too bad and i don't know why that is i don't know why the 602 mods are not supporting What uh, Carolina Pro is doing, it's going to be tough to justify year two in that series if the numbers don't pick up. But um, it was a great run. The season. Well, yeah, I mean, you just but excuse me, it was a great run uh, for Snow to get the win, and um, again, you know, it it seems like those two, Snow and Kevin Orlando, first and second, are going to pretty much be the two cars to beat the rest of the year. You know.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw, we saw uh, you know, Kevin Orlando, like we said, was our first winner. And Junior Snow wasn't in that event in our first race of the season. No. They were getting everything squared away. Um, and, and you think of how hard it is or it's going to be for Junior to make any gain on points when you've got Orlando finishing second to you even, you know, because yeah. he's missed that one race. So it's really, you know, but we did see a good showing in the first part of that race. We saw Kevin Orlando get sent to the back right away, turn one, lap one, spin, and and so that was very fun to watch. But uh, but same story as Hickory in that second race, Peter. Orlando just not able to get to Snow or get around him.
3: Yeah, we talked on the way down here. I, just, I would have loved to see late caution in that race just to see what Orlando versus Snow on the front row on seemingly even tire strategy would have been like, them being so dominant this season. But we didn't quite get that. Hopefully we'll get that in the next race.
1: Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting for sure to see uh, – See what can happen as they get further into the season to see if the car counts pick up. Um, the Carolina Pro 8 Model Series results. Nick Logan getting the win. Dylan Ward, a nice run to finish second. Josh Lauder, third. William Sawalich nice fourth-place run for that young man. Um, Kyle Campbell, as we heard, finished in fifth. Toby Grunewich finished in sixth. Leland Honeyman, Jr., seventh. Penn Crim, eighth. Bryson Carver, ninth. Jacek Holiday. Rounding out the top 10 is first top 10 of the year. Then King Quaple, Landon Devon, Nathan Byrd, Joshua Van Winkle, and Breck Bullock. Uh, they were the 15 cars that started the feature event. The next race for the Carolina pro late model series is coming up in a couple of weeks on May the 8th at Florence Motor Speedway. Now, uh, we talk about the cars tour. Of course, uh, we, we talked about Josh Berry getting the win. It was a, uh, it was an amazing race. The Purrier Tank Lines, <laughs> Old North State Nationals, presented by GS, GXS Raps. Uh, that is a mouthful to say. <laughs> we'll run down uh, Josh Berry getting the win, Deke McCaskill second, Tyler Matthews, Jared Fryer, and Stephen Nassy rounding out the top five. Nassy in his own car after uh, splitting with Jet Motorsports. Earlier in the week, Bobby McCarty sixth, Bubba Pollard, Trevor Knoll, Sam Yarborough, and Caden Honeycutt rounding out the top 10. And then Brandon Pierce, Daniel Silvestri, Mini Tyrell, Connor Jones, Camden Gully through 15th. And uh, it was there were 28 cars that started that race. Uh, and I want to give a call to Mason Diaz, too, because um, I am told, and I, I guess I will say that I'm going to leave this as I heard, I understand, that there may have been a power steering issue with Mason Diaz for uh, a good portion of that event, and he was hanging around the top five with the power steering issue. If you've ever driven a car without power steering, you know it takes some muscle. Mm -hmm. And um, especially
4: especially diving into the Orange County
1: Speedway turns. Yeah. So he ended up, uh, unfortunately, uh, having some issues, finished 22nd, but uh, great run for him as well. And, uh, again, congratulations to Josh Berry getting his $30,000 payday. Um, and I'm noting here that uh, he has now earned in the cars tour alone over the course of his time in the series, $214,000 plus.
3: Oh, how about that?
1: that's a pretty good chunk of change. So
3: he's getting the opportunity this year to run Xfinity for a reason.
1: Yeah. Well, for sure. It goes fast. <laughs> <laughs> it spends well. This is sure. racing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so uh, again, good to see, that uh, they put on a good show there, and uh, it was fun. That was a lot of fun to go in uh, a lot of racing in an afternoon, and I really have to compliment the Cars Tour officials and the officials from Orange County because um, they got the entire program in, In I think they started at 3.30 was actually the first green flag, so it was less than four hours. Yeah. You know, that was really good. So um, congratulations to them beautiful day we're going to step aside and then we're going to turn our attention when we come back to the arca series because uh we're going to have nick sanchez on the line and he's going to talk about his run he didn't win but he certainly got very very close uh that win is coming for him we'll talk to him about all of that when we return with more
0: of lead lap how to be a great dad in 15 seconds
3: Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, and a nod to the fine folks at mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life if you are looking for a different career My Computer Career may have the answer. IT is one of the fastest-growing professions in the entire country still, despite all the issues we've had the last year. So just go to mycomputercareer.edu, take the free career evaluation. If you decide to pursue training, you can do it one to two days a week online. That's it. And in four to six months, you could be on your way to a new career and a better life. My Computer Career is not rocket science. It is IT. MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. We head to the phone line now as um, we bring on for the very first time, and I don't know why it's taken us this long to get Nick Sanchez on one of our shows here, but happy to have him now. Nick, part of the... Uh, driver drive for diversity program. Rev Racing is where he plies his trade right now. And Nick Sanchez, welcome to League Lab. Happy to finally have you on the show. And congratulations on a fantastic run at Talladega over the weekend in the ARCA race.
11: Hey, uh, thank you for having me on.
1: Well, it's uh, good to have you. Now, uh, of course, you know, you had, uh, this was your career best finish, was it not? Uh, yes. Yes, your yeah. right, it was. Yeah. So, talk about uh, this race because, gosh, you had the lead uh, as it, you know. I, I watched you; you were out front, and I'm thinking, "Oh man, he's going to win this." And then uh, all of a sudden, it, it kind of became a bit of a free for all. And Drew Dollar pushed Corey Heim to the win, and Dave Mater, 65 years old, stuck by you and had his best uh, finish since he did it. Defender second at Talladega in 91, um, but uh, you had a nice uh, uh, podium finish yourself. Talk about that run. Um,
11: yeah, you know, it was it was definitely an eventful day. You know, we started behind the eight ball. Uh, we started 22nd due to uh, starting up owner's point from last year, the series we didn't run in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, on lap one, I was actually surprised because, you know, my plan was just to kind of, you know, hang in the mid-pack, like the middle, like the – the back of the lead pack and just hanging around and you know with with the run i got in lap one i was next thing i know i found myself like in the top 10 and by lap two and i was just like you know why don't we just try to get to the front so i think by lap eight or nine we were third so we made uh we definitely made a very quick charge and it showed the strength of our uh, our team you know the car um but you know at that point it was just about managing the race and keeping my nose clean and uh yeah, I know we had a little uh, – we, we had definitely some moments in the race where I didn't know if I would uh, make it to the finish line. But, you know, at the end of the day, it all worked out. Uh, I'm super bummed we did not get the win. I felt like uh, us as a team, you know, we put we put all the pieces together. Uh, we, we definitely made the right moves at the end of the race. You know, uh, the move that I made on Brett, that was the only move I tried to make all day for the lead, and it stuck. Yeah. Um, so just – just the fact that we were in position there at the end is all you could ask for. And then just plate racing teammates. I understand it. Part of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes. And again, it, at least you were able to finish third and uh, they all knew you were there. That has to be a a real confidence boost because obviously you're still, you know, climbing the ladder and I know it's Talladega and it's a super speedway, but to be able to, with your, with a limited amount of experience that you've had in, in the Arkham Menards series to be able to finish third, uh, is certainly no small feat. Um, talk a little bit about your background for those who aren't real familiar with you. What got you interested in racing and then kind of walk us through in a couple of minutes, uh, of time, your career to date.
11: Um, yeah, you know, it was kind of interesting cause you know, my family, no way, shape or form is, uh, from racing, uh, you know, my dad came from Cuba when he was eight, so I, I lived in Miami. I uh, so I played tackle football for five years. Did not know anything about a race car, and I've always been a fan of NASCAR, uh, racing in general, Formula One. And I just kind of kept bugging my parents, you know, hey, I want to, I want to start racing, I want to start racing. And you know, I, I've always been into like riding ATVs and all that classic cars. My dad. Uh, always brought me into that fast stuff. Okay. But uh, racing, you know, we found a team in Miami, and then uh, next thing I know, uh, I started practicing, and then from there I started racing. And, you know, I I think from the time I got into a go-kart, it was three months, and I was thrown in in a national event. So, like, I I didn't really have any time to, like, get acquainted with a car. I I was just immediately racing from that point on. uh, I raced probably uh, three and a half years throughout State of Florida, which is very competitive, um, attracts a lot of international people. You sure know, I, I raced in shifter carts, uh, senior tag, whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, and uh, at, at the my final like winter in karting, I think I was fifteen. You know, I kept like searching, like, how do you make the jump to NASCAR? Like, what's the ladder system? Because I was very uh, interested in formula car stuff because that's all I grew up around. Being from Miami. Okay. So, I definitely knew like, the road to Indy and uh, various formulas across the world. But, you know, NASCAR is something I, I did not know what a late model was a super late model, a legend car. And we were searching up like legend car stuff because we've heard about some of it and we found Rev. So, uh, from that point on, I applied. And next thing I know, that summer I was driving for them in the summer shootout. And, you know, we found great success there. Um, I was able to go to the Combine that year for a late model. Uh, and Luckily, I, I guess I performed good enough to where they had me on a team. And, you know, I guess from that point on, you could really say my development started to like uh, speed up, I guess you could say, because uh, spent two years in a late, late model, my second year being a little bit of a mix with Canon East. And then last year is when I made the jump to full time, now Arca East. And this year, the Arca series. So, you know, people like, I guess people think I come from like an oval background. I, I probably have not even 35 oval starts to my name. Uh,
0: to so this I'm day. still
11: very Wow.
1: <laughs> wow. I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Well, you've adapted very well. One of the things that I find really cool about the current group that you have at Rev, it just seems like there's a bond there and the chemistry. And I'm talking drivers, the group of drivers there with you. Um and Izzy and LeVar and Raja. Um, it seems like you're all very good friends and you all kind of li- you know, lift up encourage and 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 push each other, which it's sometimes hard to get that in a group of kids your age that are all trying sort of for the same goal, because you kind of get you know, self-absorbed, and you're 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 trying to make sure you're the one that's that's going to get all the wins or whatever. But it it just seems like you you all get along really well, Perry. Um, you know, talk a little bit about the camaraderie there, and and where do you think that does this? Is that something that the the guys at Rev and and the folks at Rev instilling you, or is is it just that you guys and and girls have developed that amongst yourselves?
11: Um, you know, the camaraderie at Rev, at least from when I first joined in 2018, has really changed. You yeah. know, When I joined, I was, only I just turned 16. And, you know, uh, all the people in the, even the late models in Arcus, in uh, K&N at the time, they were all in their early to mid-20s. So, they, it was all kind of a, I don't want to say an older crowd, because yeah. that sounds horrible. But, well, no, you know, it, it, sure. You know, everyone, you know, they're not, they're doing kind of a, adult things. And I, I do adult things now, but, you know now i I'm the oldest one on the team, and I'm only nineteen, so I went you know <laughs> last year I was teammates with chase and he was twenty three so it was like no twenty four actually it was like a five year uh, age gap um <laughs> and it, you know now you look back and I'm literally the older the older one I guess you say' I'm only nineteen, so I think really the youth is what changed it, and it allows all of us to really kind of bond a lot more because you know. Let's say you know when Ruben was on the team, he would be going to Mexico because business stuff to attend to this yeah. that. So you know at some time, sometimes I was the only one at the shop. Now I mean, I guess you could, I guess they look at me as kind of like a mentor. But you know everyone's there and everyone's putting the work in, and uh, it, it is nice to see them develop uh, each and every late model race they do.
1: Yeah, when I I feel like when it, when you first started there, it was you and Ryan Vargas. You were you we were both kind of the the younger ones of of the group um and now you know obviously as you say you're the you're you're the uh the mentor at the ripe old age of 19 and um but like i like i was saying it just it's really that has to make a difference um both at the track and away from the track because it's like it's not a camaraderie as in you know you're all there just goofing off and not doing anything You know, you can see how hard you guys are working in the gym. You're working, you know, on, on, you know, preparing for the races and everybody's going to everybody else's races. It just seems like between the changeover in team personnel that they've had and then your collective group. And again, Raja and LeVar, um, especially Raja, is still so new you know, at racing period. And yet all of you are finding success. I know Izzy's uh, Isabella's coming along and, and her time's going to come, but it just really is kind of refreshing to see what's going on there.
11: No. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like the culture and revs kind of, things, you know, when I joined, uh, it, it was almost like, not like a big joke, but everyone always messed around, you know, now at least me, from my standpoint, I, I really try to take it very seriously. And I, I look at you know Lavar, uh, not because me and Roger are almost the same age. Uh, I look at Lavar, Isabella, and Regina, uh, and I feel like you know what I'm trying to do with partnership. You know, trying to get partnerships. It's almost rubbing off on them. And you know, sometimes I look back and I was like, man, I wish I would have had that at, when I was a teen. Yeah. So uh, I know at least you know the work that I'm trying to do. At least they're seeing it, and I think it'll really help them because uh, you know. Obviously, you know, where I got that from is probably, I guess, you say Will Rogers or Ryan Vargas. Yeah. um, Because those are the people that really paved the way, like, okay, you know, I I should and I can go out and get sponsors and partnerships to elevate my racing career. And, you know, I guess you say that's what really taught me about it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, share that knowledgeable info with them, I know would help them tremendously.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you'll hang on, we're going to put you back in the uh, magical land of hold, uh, and uh, we'll bring you back on the other side of the break. We'll be back with more of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew.
9: own pacey in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis mineke car care center rev up your career
7: you hear that
10: When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart.
11: This is Ross Chastain. You're listening to the race chaser radio. Now back to the show.
1: Always feel like we need the song watermelon man underneath uh, there for bumper music. when We play Ross's reentry. Welcome back to lead lap presented by victory custom trailers. And we are uh, talking with Nick Sanchez, who is a part of the NASCAR drive for diversity and drives uh, for rev racing in the Arca Menards series uh, and talk to him about uh, his run at Talladega. What is it like to race at Talladega, Nick, from a driving point of view? If, if you were d- going to describe it to our audience, how would you describe it?
11: I'm not going to lie here. I, You know, it, I did not get any laps of practice, so I literally fired up the car and went right out. It, it almost felt like a Mario Kart feeling. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I'm curious, you know, going going into turn three, those flags are so big, and the track, you know, I ran Daytona, and the track's just kind of narrow. It feels like you're on like test track at uh, Epcot and Disney, <laughs> and Talladega is so big, it, it's you almost don't know what to do with it. Like I, I find it kind of Uh, intriguing and it doesn't people are like oh does it feel fast you know it doesn't feel fast until you start wrecking
1: and i'm gonna be totally well well, i've heard that one before you know i
2: i want to talk about the sort of the first part of your season here in these first couple races because i guess working at nascar productions i get to see all of your races pretty much up close since we broadcast them all but i know after phoenix you looked visibly frustrated because you had such a, uh, a good run going. You know, what is it like racing at all these big tracks now that you've looked at? And, and what are you learning when you're out there in these first couple races?
11: You know, I mean, for me, at least this year, it, it's like learning, not learning to drive all again. But, you know, you know, each track I go to is going to present a totally different uh, challenge, whether it be a super speedway, a mile and a half, uh, kind of like a two-mile super speedway, I guess you could say. Um, and it's really kind of maturing me as a driver because you no longer uh, go to the short tracks that you, you know, Myrtle Beach, Langley, Hickory. You're now running Kansas, Charlotte. So I've found myself reviewing film and rethinking how I drive the car to kind of suit myself more for the big tracks. And I feel like that—that that is the point, at least in my career, where I think uh, could could and will make me ready for a jump to truck and Xfinity. And I feel like this is the most crucial part of my career.
1: Well, I would agree with you. Obviously, uh, this is the last step, right before you get to uh, the truck series, and certainly it's important that you get as much experience on the bigger tracks as possible. Because by now you've pretty much figured out how to race on a short track. This is all about the the bigger tracks, and so it's been it it really has been great to watch your uh, your growth and maturity over the last year or two, and uh, and and looking forward to. Seeing see how far you can take that um is there a track coming up on the schedule this year in the arca series that you're most looking forward to going to race at
11: if i told you i had a track circled that i'm really excited to go to i'd be lying um you can from here on out every track that we go to I'm, i'm absolutely ecstatic to drive whether it be pocono charlotte kansas michigan even a little short track like Berlin definitely have mid-Ohio circled um, just for the fact that, you know, I, I come from road racing. I have more experience in road racing than anything, and I've still yet to drive a full-bodied car on a road course. So it, that's definitely going to be interesting because it's going to be new and kind of uh, – it's going to be new and old at the same yeah, time. You know, yeah. it's going to be going back to my roots in a new way. Um, but, you know, the Arca series, they do a very good job at bringing the drivers to uh, a variety of different tracks. And I, I think with that being said, I'm excited for every single one.
2: I uh, Something that stuck out to me, uh, talking about going back to your roots, Well, you, you know, you talked about not really running these local short tracks anymore, but you also mentioned in the last segment sort of being a mentor to these younger drivers, even though you're young yourself do you ever go to tests or or anything with them at the late uh at, you know in late models or anything just trying to help um, them out
11: you know last year I, i'm pretty sure i went to about every single late model race they did but you know this year i've definitely at least taken a step back from that to really really put as much em- emphasis on my racing as possible but you know last year uh especially the year before I was obviously very involved, you know, I'd go to the tracks, help test, uh help try to help the drivers out. Um but you know now I think I think you see it firsthand now they've got it under control. Yeah. Um they they they've definitely worked out all the kinks and uh yeah all all of them are fast and all of them are capable of winning, so you know uh it's very nice to see that them doing that uh on their own. Really.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. And I'm glad you brought up the road course because I was going to ask you about that. When you, obviously you did it in go karts and, and probably some in legends, I guess. But um, this will be the first time in a big car. How do you prepare for something like that? Because obviously, if you start recalling you know, how you would drive a go-kart on a road course. It's not quite what you're going to do with the ARCA car. Um, it, it, do you have to kind of do a little bit of extra preparation just to sort of get all of that pre-programming for those smaller cars out of your head because it's a completely different idea at this point? Um, You know,
11: I, I definitely have looked at different bits and pieces of uh, road racing in a stock car that obviously you have to adapt to. But at the same time, you know, you know my later parts of my karting career, I raced shifter karts. So you know, fifteen front brake. Oh, break. that's
0: true. Yeah, mm-hmm. and,
11: and you know I, my last race or second to last race I did, I did it against you know Rubens Barrichello, Nelson Piquet Junior. Oh, nice. And world champion. So at the same time, it is going to be a new experience with me. I'm also, it, you know, my opinion, road racing, road racing. You know, the concepts. If you look at any good, uh, not just like cars, DTM, uh, it could be uh, a sports car. Yeah, You know, the root of a good driver is karts, and if you're fast in karts, I think it translates. So, you know, it's just all about, you know, as much as I am studying different lines, different ways of driving, uh, I definitely still look back at karting as a, a very good reminder and a very good path. of uh, It could really help me in my road race.
2: Uh, with all these tracks you haven't been to, how big of a role does the simulator play into your testing and prep work?
11: Um, it, it, it honestly plays a very big role. Um, uh, I'm probably one of the only drivers in ARCA that yet yet to get actual manufacture sim time. I know that's something that we're really trying to work on this year. Um, so the only sim time you really get is iRacing. But, you know, just being able to get the visuals down and yeah. muscle memory, it, it honestly is a very big, uh, help. Um, but, you know, I've actually, I've actually found film the most, uh, helpful tool for me.
1: Well, and you know what? That's uh, I'm glad because, you know, the sim is great, but I love people who will sit and just study you know, the phrase game film is kind of universal now. Um, You know, study game film, so to speak, because those are the ones that are really trying to get down to the nitty-gritty of how a certain driver runs a corner. It's how you learn your competition, too, if you can uh, watch them race. But uh, I I didn't realize you'd raced against uh, guys like Rubens Barrichello. I mean, some of those guys, Nelson Piquet Jr. is just a fantastic racer. Of course, Rubens as well. Uh, I was always a big Rubens fan when he was running Formula One, and now we He's got a kid um, that's uh, Eduardo, I think, is his name. Um, yes, I've, r- I've raced against him many times, too. Yeah, they call him Doodoo for some reason. It's sort of yeah, interesting. <laughs> it's, but uh, but, uh, but he's they say he's a chip off the old block. I mean, it's really... Um, that must have been a big thrill for you as a young uh, a young kart racer to be able to race with uh, world-class racers like that. No, yeah.
11: And, and, and that's what I try to tell a lot of people, you know... Uh, kind of, you know, when I was very young, I was introduced to, you know, at least in Miami, you get all the international competitions. So, you know, at every given, at any given uh, race, you know, Florida Winter Tour, you know, I'd get factory teams from around the world, like it was a race in Europe. So, you know, the competition level there really, it really taught me from a very young age to uh, discipline myself uh, physically, mentally, and definitely study my craft, because um, at that stage, you had to get you know, I, I never had any win handed to me or even any top 10 right and i think cardi and i only had five wins to my name so it's not like i went out there and dominated just because you know the competition level uh not only from a driver's standpoint from a money standpoint
7: sure
11: uh it's coming against big bucks like crazy big bucks but uh it, it taught me from a very young age that uh nothing's going to be handed to me in my race career yeah oh. you get it
1: Okay, so real quickly, in about 30 seconds of time, because we're going to do some rapid fire with you before we let you go, but before we do that, real quick, how can fans follow you, talk about your website, social media, all that good stuff?
11: Um, You know, all my socials, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, it is NickSanchez080. Um, uh, you know, my website, uh, we're actually getting ready to drop merchandise here in the next or three weeks so like it's, i think it's shop nick racing shop nick ns i need to check up on that but uh <laughs> all my social is uh they're all nick sanchez 080
1: we're gonna play uh, get to know nick sanchez maybe we should play get to know nick social media uh okay so here we go now listen this is rapid fire so don't take too long here we got 10 questions for you if you can get through them all in time so here we go first question who is your biggest influence
11: uh Sebastian Vettel.
1: Oh, good one. What is your biggest fear in life?
11: Um failing.
1: I love that. That's number 1 answer. One thing that makes Nick laugh? Anything. Anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Must have on your pizza. What's on it?
11: Uh mozzarella, fresh mozzarella.
1: If there were a sandwich named after you, what's on the sandwich? Cursuita. Oh, okay. That's different. I like it. If you could time travel, would you go back in time or would you go into the future?
11: Back in time. I'd definitely go to the 80s.
1: The 80s. Okay. Well, I heard a lot of 80s music yesterday from our producer on the way home from Orange County. So I guess uh, you two (laughs) would fit in well. If you were a superhero, what would your power be? Fly. Definitely fly. All right. Guilty TV pleasure show.
11: Oh, God. I, I, I honestly cannot. Uh, mad money.
1: Oh, you saved the buzzer. Okay, good job. Uh, if you came with a warning label, what would your warning label say?
11: Um, ADHD.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Simple enough. If you had to describe yourself as an animal, what animal would you be?
11: Relaxed, <laughs> or, or relaxed? I said relaxed. Sorry. Um, I would say a fox.
1: Okay, I was about. I was like, hey, what kind yeah, of an animal? Sorry. What is they relax? i never heard of that one. A fox. Okay, sly like a fox, sneaky like a fox. That's a great trait for a racer. Nick Sanchez, it's been a yes. blast. You absolutely slayed this. That's the first time on the show, and you killed it. Great job, Nick. Look forward to uh, keeping track of your season, and uh, if you go win something, we'll get you back on. So there's some good incentive to go win your next race.
11: Thank you guys very much for having
1: me. That's Thanks Nick Mike. Sanchez from Rev Racing NASCAR Drive for Diversity. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, we had we had Nick DeGroot do that same set of questions. Nick is from motorsport.com, and Nick couldn't get out of his own way. We finally found something Nick DeGroot was not good at on the inside pass this week. You gotta you gotta listen to that show just to uh uh hear him absolutely bomb those same 10 questions with rapid fire it was it was a good time for sure okay so that is it for this lead lap show presented by victory custom trailers we'll be back next monday with another lead lap we will be talking some dirt track racing and some go-kart racing as well next monday night on the lead lap so you want to tune in for that thanks to Victory Custom Trailers, My Computer Career, the folks from WSIC for being such gracious hosts. And, of course, thanks to Chris Murdoch, our producer. And look forward to talking to you all in one week's time when the next Lead Lap is recorded. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers. The leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of
7: Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.